2: The radio home of the Buffalo Sabers, live from KeyBank Center. This is the post-game show on the Buffalo Sabers radio network. Here is your host, Brian Cozio.
1: Here is Dubay. He's gonna drop it back, and Gilbert scores. No way! That's awesome. <laughs> back in Buffalo, Gilbert for the Flames with the goal puts Calgary up on top.
3: as the family celebrates. Yes, they are. Mom, Dad, Uncle Mike, everybody up there.
4: Well, nice moment for a Buffalonian and their family. Dennis Gilbert getting the game winner. His first of the season for the Flames. That made it 3-2, but uh, taking nothing away from Gilbert's goal. They didn't need it. They had seven. (laughs) They had a whole bunch, but uh, we'll call that the play of the game. Brought to you by NOCO, delivering comfort to homes and businesses. Since 1933. As so we get you back here to the Press Box, Brian Colzie with you. Hope you enjoyed Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray on the call. It was a uh, thing of uh, not beauty in the four final 40 minutes, Pat. After a great start, 2 nothing, the wheels just fell off instantly.
5: Yeah, and in the third period, it was pretty much the Tyler Toffoli and Dylan Dubé show as they each, I think, had three points in that final period uh, to really Toffoli's goal a couple of minutes in really kind of ended any chance the Sabres had to to make a comeback in this game and despite the couple of early goals Calgary was in charge the majority of this game
4: yeah the disastrous second period I think it's easy to say the worst period of the period of of the season yes uh, without a doubt And, and
5: even with a little bit of response in the third I think Calgary just went into a defensive mode didn't allow many shot lanes to be open and really frustrated the Sabres uh, and, and took them well out of their game.
4: Yeah, 23-6 to 6 were the shots in the second period. Uh, Sabres were outshot in Vegas this year earlier in December, 23-5. So just one shot better, but a, uh, a 2-0 lead turned into a 4-2 deficit. And, Pat, you mentioned it when we were speaking in the intermission. Hey, if Buffalo can come out and score early one in the third, It's almost like you can hit the reset button, but it was instead Toffoli that scored 157 in.
5: Yeah, and then gets a power play goal later in the period and uh, snuffed out any chance the Sabres had. They did record 14 shots on goal in the third period. Uh, Markstrom had to make a couple of really good saves, and there were chances the Sabres may have been able to make a little bit of a run here or there, but by and large, um, Calgary, even some of the shots were were not quality ones. The the Flames kind of kept as much as they could outside of harm's way.
4: Yeah, the shot total in the second and the shot totals in the game is, are going to be the major stats from this one. 23-6 in the second, 40 to 40-23 in the game as uh, Buffalo falls 7-2. to 2. Final stats brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. I mean, some of the other stats, again, aren't pretty. The shot attempts heavily one-sided, uh, flames, double digits, and shots blocked. It was just all flames for basically period 2 and period 3, and You know Now Buffalo, we know, has to go out west, Pat. They'll begin with Los Angeles. They've had luck on road trips, which we'll talk about in a moment, but let's go down to the room. Tage Thompson is up first, live with Paul.
1: Brian, Tage, uh, you guys were flying, I thought, in the first period. I don't think the shots necessarily indicated the the way the play went, but uh, in the second period, it just fell apart. Uh, What were the differences, do you think?
6: Um, I mean, I think, uh, obviously, I think we came out good, um, and then we just got a little complacent. Um, they're they're hard-working team and um, we let our foot off the gas and they took it to us and um, found ourselves behind and pretty steep hill to climb back um, you know the second and third so uh, it's kind of the way that one went but um, you know the good news is we got a big road trip coming up so um, no really no time to really think about it you know just got to turn the page and move on so
3: the frustrating part was that that second period just wasn't what you guys have been for 50 games
6: yeah, I mean, you never want to play like that. It was uh I think our effort was just not not really there. I think we like I said, we got a little casual and um they made us pay and then um by that time it was a little too too late. Um, you know, trying to dig ourselves out of that one. So, um something you got to be ready for obviously. It was our first game back. It's not an excuse, but um, you know, something to uh, you know, to learn from and move on.
3: But given that it seemed like the first period you guys were probably skating like you wanted to do you had a couple goals but did you feel like you guys were skating the way you wanted coming off that break
6: yeah I think we played simple that was our main our uh, you know our mindset going into that game um, obviously there was going to be fatigue and some heavy legs and you may maybe not feel the puck the way you normally do so just keeping things simple and that's what got us our success in the, in the first and then I think in the second and the third we tried to, to complicate things and uh, maybe felt a little too good about ourselves um, and you know they're a good team so uh, they'll make you pay if you're not working, and that's kind of what happened.
1: Tate, what struck me is watching in the second. You guys normally don't chase the puck, and it looked like you guys did a lot of that in the defensive zone, which opened up a lot of the flames. Were you doing too much chasing, do you think?
6: Um, I feel like, um, at least the feel for for me, it felt like we were pretty disconnected out there in the second and the third. Um, not a lot of support, um, whether it was on four checks or you know, coming out of our own end, and Um, I think you you don't support your teammates it's going to make it feel like you're chasing the game so that's kind of probably what you see from up top there One thing you did handle well was
1: your first uh, power play Uh, they seemed to be really pressing you guys and you guys stayed patient it seemed like and moved the puck very well despite them really coming at you guys Uh, was the puck movement the key there?
6: Yeah I think they're uh, pretty aggressive uh, penalty kill they come at you quick so you got to be ready when you have it and um, I think we did a good job breaking pressure. Uh, maybe even the other other power plays we didn't score on. I thought yeah. we had some good looks, so um, you know, it's nice to get that that feel back and uh, kind of get clicking a little bit. So, something to uh, to look forward to as we move forward. What benefit could there be to getting on the road? You guys have played really well on the road, and you got a three-game swing coming up here. Yeah, I think it's just uh, you know a good time to kind of forget about this one and move on like I said earlier it's a lot of hockey coming up and uh, this road trip's a big one for us so um, no time to dwell and just move forward and um, you know these are three big games here so. Thanks Tate.
1: Tate Thompson on the post game Brian back to you.
4: Coming off the injury that forced him to miss the all-star game but uh, no signs of any injury on that beautiful first goal for him. And uh, the Sabres playing what we think, uh, again, uh, relatively free in terms of the injury report, which is brought to you by Losey and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. Uh, we thought, Pat, maybe that there could have been an injury at some point, but it was more of just the line shuffle in the third that Don Granado was looking for a spark.
5: Yeah, and we've seen that a couple of times this season where in the third period, maybe uh, Don Granado sees something he doesn't like mixes things up a little bit but nothing other than just trying to get anything going in the right direction in the final 20.
4: Yeah Kyle Oposo playing up with Thompson uh, and Skinner and it's that's something that has worked in the past where he's tried it and because of what Kyle does his disciplined play creating space that sort of thing uh, Thompson and Skinner have actually talked about that you know they like when they've when they've done that and he switched up a couple of other lines but yeah I mean it, there, there was no changing the outcome of this one Calgary was just Very good uh, in the third period as they were in the second period where they opened up the scoring, uh, scoring three goals in a minute 47 span. Pelletieri, Backlund, and Gilbert getting those goals, which took it from a 2-0 deficit for Calgary to a 3-2 advantage. In terms of quality scoring opportunities, Pat, I know the Sabres got a little better in terms of their shots in the third, but I wouldn't sit here and say again, like, if you look at the final two periods, that they had really any sort of grade A chances. Yeah, and
5: didn't have
1: enough sustained zone time.
4: Yep. All right, let's go back down to the room more with Paul Hamilton.
1: Casey, uh first period went well, I thought. Uh, I know the shots didn't say that, but you guys skated well. It went well. What was the difference between the first and then when you got into the second?
7: Um, yeah, I mean, uh, we're going to have some video to watch, I think. Um no, like you said, I, I thought we just skated in the first and the second. I think we, we turned it off a little bit and um I think it's simple as that. You turn it off a little bit against any team in this league and obviously especially them they they have a good squad and um people are gonna make plays and people are gonna score goals and um honestly I, I feel bad for Ruko I thought he he made some big saves for us at at some times and you know, we just kinda kept giving up chances, so uh yeah, it's first game back from break. Obviously, it's tough, but um, definitely need a need a better performance. In the
1: second, were you guys doing too much puck chasing? It seemed like you were leaving guys open because you were chasing the puck as a team.
7: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, sometimes when you don't play for a while, I think you just go out there skate as fast as you can. You're almost working too hard, and um, sometimes that leaves lanes open. And um, like you said, I, I think uh, it was just it was a good first, and and from there we just kind of. I don't know if we took our foot off the gas or, or what exactly it was, but it um, definitely wasn't good enough.
3: You know, it was 2 nothing, and like you say, all of a sudden it's 2-2 two, two quick. Did you sense there was almost a little panic in your game in that second period as a group of times?
7: Um, Maybe, I guess. I, I haven't I haven't thought about it that way, but um, I mean, you give up, what do you give up, four goals pretty, pretty quickly there, so um, I think that would probably be a fair thing to say, and... Um, like I said before, I, I thought we had good legs in the first, and um, maybe we just took off the gas a little bit in the second, and uh, they're a good team. They're going to make plays, and um, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty, uh, pretty bad performance from from there on out, so I think we know we need to be better, and we have a massive road trip. we're, we're going to just start looking forward here.
1: I know it's frustrating for you, but how can you guys get better at home? I mean, the Carolina game before break wasn't great either. Uh, it just hasn't gone well. Are any ideas there, can you guys come up with anything how you can be better here?
7: Um you know I I don't know if it's one thing in particular I think um we just got to play like we're such a young skilled skilled crew and um it's on the players like we we got to just go play make plays have fun uh we got such a close group we have so much fun together it most of the time I would say it carries on the ice and sometimes it doesn't and obviously tonight was a re- result of it not and um but yeah, I think like I said, we got so much skill, so much talent. Let's just go make plays. Donnie gives us gives us the freedom, freedom to do so and and freedom to go out and, and just play. So um it's on the players now now to go do it.
1: Thank you, Casey. Casey Middlestad in the postgame. Brian, back to you.
7: Okay,
4: Paul, Casey Middlestad there, his eighth of the season. Uh that put Buffalo up two nothing and, Pat, it felt like everything was going their way. And then a total turnaround in the second two periods.
5: Yeah, you you knew Calgary was gonna Put back a, a good effort coming out in the second period, but we hadn't seen anything to, to tell us the Sabers were going to really, you know, give up as much as they ended up giving up through those final forty minutes.
4: All right. So Buffalo's next game, as you heard the players talk about this upcoming road trip at Los Angeles Monday, at Anaheim Wednesday, at San Jose a week from today on Saturday. Those are what is next on the Sabers' schedule. But for now, we're talking about a seven to two Calgary victory. For all of our local affiliates at this time, we're going to say goodbye to you. If you want to keep listening to the postgame, go to WGR550.com or in on the Odyssey app. And for all of you here on WGR on our flagship, more post game coming up. We'll have Don Granado's postgame comments, Paul Hamilton's take. Updates you on the standings, get the NHL scoreboard all coming your way. Calgary wins it, 7-2. I'm Brian Colziel.
2: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
4: This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. This is Kyle Oposo. Fall. Sabres fall, 7-2. Let's hear from Sabres head coach Don Granato live.
8: Happened to you in the second. Well, we... I agree that we we skated well in the first we still uh, cog- complicated some simple things we didn't put enough pucks to the net we we overpassed we wanted a perfect you know a prettier play and those are you know we never found a rhythm even though we had some good energy in the first and then we died uh, I mean, I mean, the game looked to me like a it was pretty simple a team that's already playing their third game coming back and a team that just had 10 days and didn't, didn't play. And they were, you know, we were one step uh, off and I think it started cognitively uh, and then it manifests physically Uh, just one step off, you know, after I would say 10, 15 minutes, but even through the first period, we're up to nothing, um, you know, and, and we were playing, we played okay at that point. Uh, but we still were doing things that, that showed we're, we're not sharp. Um, so there was some concern, you know, that boy, we got to find another gear here. We got to find a way to uh, be a little more simple and direct. And, and um, that didn't go away, unfortunately. You talked
3: to them at one point, one of the TV timeouts in the second period. But uh, how much after one of the goals you just think about calling the timeout and just stopping it all?
8: Yeah, uh, you do, no question. Um, you, you have one timeout, and it could have called three timeouts there. I mean, uh, it, it, it's you, our guys were in their own head. When you don't feel right and you don't feel uh, yourself, you can get in your head pretty quick, and that will complicate things even more, and we, we watch that happen. Um, again, you know, one team comes in in a rhythm. Um, I could say we, we skated well in the first period, but we were never in a rhythm. Because um, again, we, we we were not putting pucks in the net that could have been in the net. Um, very simple. And it was coming back quicker. You could see, you know, tactically we weren't uh, we weren't playing as a unit. Um, so again, you, you you could call a timeout. You could use the TV timeouts. Um, you know, you not sure. But you think about it. No question. Not sure that would have been a cure, but. Definitely runs you definitely run through your head. Do
1: you have philosophy on timeouts?
8: Like thinking, all right, this is a good time, or maybe I'll let the players
1: figure this out. I or, think it's do a, you have a philosophy? It's a read in the
8: moment. It's I a, mean, if I thought a timeout was going to solve something, I would have called a timeout. And you can say, yeah, you can use your timeout there.
2: Mm-hmm.
8: Is it going to solve something? And, um, you know, you have the TV timeouts to talk, and you're talking to guys on the bench. and um, You know, do you... You have to fight through these types of situations too. Um, so, um, yeah, all that all that goes through your head, and absolutely, you could have called it. You don't you don't win a game and things don't change. You could say, well, might as well have called it. So that's easy to say after, and it's just part of the business, I guess. You talk
3: about the physical manifestations of the way the game went. For one of the few times this year, maybe did you sense just? Kind of a loss of poise or a little bit of panic there in that second period.
8: I don't think you can say panic and poise. Again, you you can you can go and look at you know say this is a problem, that's a problem. we played a team that had great jump and had third game and they had a jump on us. And we just had nine days away and it's 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 challenging. That's a tough, tough thing. And it looked like that. Um you know, so so you can be overcritical and on this and that and the other, but there was an imbalance there, and we could not offset it with doing the right doing the right thing. We've talked about this before. We are a different team when we're fresh. We played a team that was much fresher than us tonight, and you you have to compensate other ways when you don't feel fresh. Younger teams are gaining the need to gain experience on how to do that perfect example would be just entering the zone we you could look through film and we carried the puck right to the defender a lot at times that favored them we those moments you've got to get it deep you've got to get it behind them you've got to make them go after a loose puck so you know we didn't simplify uh in in relation to our uh you know not feeling it tonight not being in that didn't help us you know get in any rhythm whatsoever. We chase the game from that point. So, um, you know, that's again, that's unfortunately, that's the experience you gain. And I've said it many times when we're not fresh, uh, we've got to learn how to play a different way, a B game. And, um, that wasn't there today.
2: Don, you have to move on now. You have to hit the road. Um, what
4: is your message to this team going to be after such a lopsided performance?
8: We've been really good responding, so you know, we'll have have a message similar to what I just said here. I mean, it's uh, restate the obvious um, and the obvious things. that that All that were mentioned here are are, are pretty obvious and uh, this team has been, this group of guys have been great at looking in the mirror and uh, moving forward, but you know, I think having, we looked fatigued. We looked like we hadn't played in a while and Next game, we have that under our belt. We should be much less so. So I think that's going to be a bonus right out of the gate. They'll f- these guys will feel much better. It's, um, as I said, within within the context of this, get out of your own head. So we don't want to overcomplicate it. Uh, it happened. You ha- you know you can't dwell on it and dwell on negatives. You got to move forward. And I trust our guys to do that. Do
2: you there's a simple uh, answer to why you guys were outshot so much
4: today?
8: Yeah, it was really in the context of what I just said. Um, we complicated things. They they were a bit fresher and had the energy. You know, they, they had the flow. They were in a rhythm, obviously, their third game uh, coming back from a break, and ours first in, in nine days. So uh, we couldn't compensate otherwise for that. We complicated it and made it mu- much easier for them and obviously much harder for us. And, you know, we looked like we were skating in sand a bit, uh, you know, heavy legs after the first 15 minutes or so. Did
3: you consider Plus
8: saves, but just for spark else. No, didn't really consider it because he was he he wasn't any issue. He looked like he was in a in a in a rhythm anyway. Um, you know, at the end of it, I'm sure there were some frustrating goals for him that he would like back. But uh, we we just we had to try to fight through that. Um, you come back from a break like that, like I said, and it's the offset of you know one team has that and just. I want to see our guys try to fight through that stuff and, and, uh, and learn from the experience of it because it's, you're going to be challenged with things like that. Is
3: there a takeaway you do have from the
8: game before the break, or, after the break, or is it just you know, the situation, just what it was? Well, there's, you know, those are very unique situations that we won't have the next 31 games, really. So um, if there's a takeaway, as I mentioned, you, you, you can't, I think it, you can be overcritical. Uh, that, that you know, there's you read into it too many things. I mean, those those two games before the break and after the break are two totally different scenarios than the rest of the 30 some games left. Um, so, yeah, you take things from games all the time. So, I don't want to diminish it, but you have to put it in a context. And the context of that, we, we don't have that scenario uh, moving forward.
4: All right, there's Sabres head coach Don Granado, his pro- post game. Press conference brought to you by Salino Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Tempstar Emergency Services. Specialists bringing heat on and off the ice. As we bring it back up here to the press box, Brian Colsey with you on the post game. Seven to two, Calgary is victorious here in this one. Uh, we'll take a timeout, get you a few commercial breaks there, and uh, we'll be back with more. Paul Hamilton, standings update, scores all coming your way here on the post game from KeyBank Center. This is the Buffalo Sabers Radio Network.
1: Flames converge on him the, the drop back, picked off of the line, a breakaway chance here for the Flames, who are shorthanded, Lukanen's got to make a save, oh, Take a bow, Lukanen with that shorthanded save to keep the Sabres in this game down by one.
4: It felt like a huge monster save at the moment, we know in the end uh, the scoreboard likely wouldn't have changed, but at that moment it was a big one, a 2-on-0 shorthanded chance for the Flames. And Uka Pekka coming up big. It's the save of the game, brought to you by your upstate Honda Dealers. New inventory is arriving daily. 7 2 Flames. Buffalo's home struggles continue. They're now eleven and sixteen at KeyBank Center. Alright, we're going to check the scoreboard with Pat in a moment, but let's go down to the media room first and get Paul Hamilton in here. Paul, this the first period wasn't perfect, but they were up two nothing seemed to be in control and then the wheels just all of a sudden fell off here. Uh, what do you make of it? I
1: thought they skated really well. That's probably one of the better skating periods I've seen for them and, and they were able to get a couple of goals and actually could have left that period up for nothing because Jeff Skinner put that great move on Markstrom, but unfortunately when he with the backhand it went under Markstrom out the other side and and didn't make the net. And then uh, Dylan Cousins had the breakaway miss the net, so they easily could have been up four nothing, you know, in the in the first period. I, I thought they skated very very well. Um, I remember Casey Middleset. We talked to him at the end of the first period, and he said, he goes, I looked up at the shot clock before I came in here, and it's only said three, and I was surprised, and I, I was too. I mean, I, I didn't think. I mean, you look at the shot clock, you say, boy, Calgary really was all over them, and I didn't think so in in the least. Yeah, Lucan had to make a couple of good saves, but then we got to the second period and the whole thing changed. Um, I mean, the shots were almost 20-1 to 1 by 10 minutes in. I don't even know if I've ever seen that before. I mean, if that kept up, you're looking at a period where you gave up 40 shots. You know, and now it calmed down a little after that. But still, I mean, um, four goals in the first seven minutes of the period. And it just seemed like, you know what I saw, which I don't know if I've seen it all this year is them chasing the puck in the defensive zone. They was, they were just, I thought they were chasing. And when you do that, of course, you're going to pull yourself out of position and open up some flames by doing that. I don't recall if I've ever seen them do that this year. I mean, they they, they use, it's usually not something. And, you know, and and, and Don Granada kept saying, and it's, it's a phrase he often uses, you know, they were complicating things. And he, he even thought in the first period they were complicating things. He thought they overpassed. Gave up some chances because of overpassing that they had, and uh, then really complicated the game after that. Um, you know, and, and that's what he talks about. He goes, when they're not a good team, it's usually what happens is they they
4: complicate the easy play, and then it winds up in their net. Tage Thompson said in the post game afterwards, Paul, when you were chatting with him, that they felt very disconnected. Uh, I thought that was an accurate line from him. Uh, the passing from themselves, seem to be kind of just fumbling at times. The disconnect, I think, describes that well. They also seem to be maybe even just the spacing was off. Um, you know, from up here, maybe it's a little bit easier to see, but th- they just they looked as if they hadn't um, had as good chemistry. Like, the chemistry that we normally see that's so good with this group at times this year, it looked like a bunch of guys that hadn't played that much of hockey together. Yeah, and, and you, you look, if you didn't know the score or the shots, you need, you just said to somebody,
1: we're in the second period, and, and uh, Markstrom only, only mis- made 50% of his saves. He had only made two saves on four shots. And Buffalo really couldn't get at him at all. I mean, I don't think the Sabres had a scoring chance in the second period. If they did, it's was one maybe. And – I think another thing that, gives, that really gives it away is they had the first four really good scoring chances of the third period. They did produce them. Kyle Loposo and Zem, Zemgis Gergensens had three of them. Should that surprise anybody, the way they play? I mean, again, Don Granado said it so many times, you know, they play the same no matter what. And they were the ones getting the scoring chances because of the way they work. You know, and Markstrom actually made some really good saves on uh, Krebs got the other one. It was a two-on-one short-handed, and both Krebs and Apolso had really good scoring chances that Markstrom made the save on. But they had four quality scoring chances that Markstrom had to make big saves, but Gergensen and Apolso had three of them. And, you know, they they needed some of the other guys to be involved
4: in that type of thing, and they just didn't have their games at all today. Paul Hamilton here with me, Brian Colesiel on the post game 7-2, Calgary wins it. Uh, let's get the first response from the fans in because I got a, a good comment Paul I want you to react to uh, it's brought to you by Surf Pro of Central Buffalo's team Luzzy Surf Pro of Central Buffalo's team Luzzy responds first and faster to any size disaster visit team luzzi team Paul Don Granato, I'll, I'll read his quote he said quote we played a team that had great jump and we had and had and we had nine days away and that's challenging and it looked like that there was an imbalance there We're a much different team when we are fresh. We played a team that was much fresher than us tonight, end quote. Now the response from the fans here says, um, it's from uh, the Wiley veteran on Twitter, says, uh, Calgary played three games in the last five days. The Sabres have been off for 13. How would you label the Flames being fresher? Paul, can you kind of explain maybe what Don is going with there? Maybe fresh is a word that fans maybe aren't necessarily thinking maybe what Don is trying to explain with there. I think it was only 10 days, just to be accurate, but sure. um, the, the, the
1: what he's talking about is when you don't play games and you don't practice, you can work out, you know, and I'm sure the guys did, I'd be shocked if they didn't, I'm sure they did, but you're not on the ice, you're not playing games, you're not in that game situation, and what happens is your legs feel like lead out there, it's like you're... And Granada used the example. It was like they were skating in sand, and it did look like that because you haven't been skating. You haven't been doing those things. You only had two practices. So that's what he means by that. I know it doesn't make sense when you say, how can you be off for 10 days and not be fresh? Right. You know, they were fast in the first period, but, yeah, okay, They after you were, after you were fast in the first period, now your legs were gone. And, you know, anybody that's played athletics, if you're in a sport like that or football or basketball or hockey or something like that and your legs are gone, good luck. You know, but he did say when that's going to happen in a hockey season, that's going to happen when you play three and four or something like that and your legs are gone. And that's the one thing he talked about that they have to learn how to play when that happens. That's no excuse for losing when that happens. But when it happens, you have to learn what to do. How do you overcome it? Okay, there are going to be times this year you're not going to have your legs. What do you have to do to overcome it? And that's what he's trying to teach the team and try to get at that. Okay, when something like this happens, you shouldn't still be losing the game. You you still have an opportunity to win the game because, as he said, there's a there's a – a plan to win a game and that's the sabers when they're on their game but you also have to have plan b when you don't have your game okay what kind of things can you do on the ice to overcome that to be able to win and he and he as he mentioned they got to work on their plan b game
4: yep good explanation on that paul thank you so much we will chat monday with the sabers starting out west uh taking on the kings okay talk to you then okay great paul hamilton down to the media room sabers fall 7 to 2 Uh, Let's check the out-of-town scoreboard here. We know we're keeping an eye on the Islanders game, Pat, and uh, a lot of other afternoon action in the league today.
5: Yeah, thanks. There's 13 games total today, Brian, including a lot of afternoon action, as you mentioned. We'll start with that Islanders matchup. The Canadiens scoring twice in the third period against New York. And in overtime, Montreal gets the two points. The Islanders get a loser point. 4-3 was the final in OT at Bell Center. Also a game of note, the Red Wings pull within two points of the Sabres thanks to a 5-2 victory over Vancouver. Ville Husso making 32 saves. Oilers doubling up the Senators 6-3. Connor McDavid, three points including a goal. The Predators 2-1 winners over Philadelphia in overtime this afternoon the Lightning also 3-1 winners over Dallas as Tampa Bay scores twice in the third period just underway no score yet between Boston and the Capitals Washington one of the two teams in a wild card spot currently in the league Panthers two points better than the Sabres they dropped the puck at six o'clock tonight against Colorado and also game of note the Maple Leafs Buffalo's next home opponent 10 days from now, they will welcome in Columbus tonight at 7, Brian. All right, Pat,
4: so that loser point for the Islanders puts them into a tie with the Caps. 60 points, Penguins in the top wild card spot, 61. Uh, then you've got Washington and New York with 60, Florida 58, and then Buffalo 56. And
5: as I mentioned, now you've got Detroit within two points of view as well. The Sabres and Red Wings have played the same amount of games, 51 so a Detroit team we've seen a couple of times, uh, both here and uh, in the Motor City this year, uh, right neck and neck with each other at the identical point of the season. Philadelphia
4: also has 54. There are seven teams that you could argue are in this wild card race right now, from Pittsburgh all the way down through Philadelphia, all within seven points. So seven teams for two spots. Aren't the Flyers maybe the
5: most streaky team in the league? Yeah. They're capable of winning eight in a row. And losing eight in a row all at the same time. And it's amazing uh, you look at the standings now, and you're right. They've played three more games than both the Sabres and the Red Wings, but the fact that they have 54 points in as many games, uh, I I don't know that I would have expected that this season. I would agree. Thank you, Pat,
4: for your work today. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Uh, Three stars now. Well, a lot of players from the Flames racked up some points in this one. Tyler Toffoli was really good in this one. Uh, He scored twice in the third, also had an assist He's star number three. Nazem Kadri scoring his twentieth of the season. Star number two. Dylan Dubé also a very solid game tonight. He got his thirteenth of the season. Also had two assists. Excuse me, uh, two, three assists. He's star number one. We'll make Dylan Dubé tonight our electric player of the game. Brought to you by Town Auto Group for an electrifying performance. Check out Town Auto Group's lineup of EVs. The attendance here at KeyBank Center was eighteen thousand three hundred and fifty-six. Uh, and Buffalo's next home game will be a week from Tuesday, the Toronto Maple Leafs making their only visit to town. But next week, road games with the Kings, Ducks, and Sharks. All right, before we leave you here from KeyBank Center, we want to hear from the Sabres general manager, Kevin Adams. Join me and Paul Hamilton on our pregame show. So if you missed that, some good stuff here. Let's hear from the Sabres GM.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?